Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet author Jenny Allen, minister Robin Myers, and brain surgeon Dr. Lee Warren. These authors have written poignant books about faith and life. Now, hear what it was like for them to share their journeys from the recording studio. Plus, find out one author's secret recipe for a great story. Enjoy. My name's Jenny Allen, and I wrote the book, Get Out of Your Head, Stopping the Spiral of Toxic Thoughts. The reason I wrote the book was because I'd had plenty of spiraling toxic thoughts in my own mind. And as I began to do the research, I realized this is how all of us are. Many of us, most of us, have spiraling toxic thoughts, and I wanted to see it end. If I had to describe what it was like to record my own audiobook, I would say that it was meaningful because I wrote these words for individuals that hopefully will be listening and will feel like this is an extra personal way to experience this content that I care so much about. I'm excited that listeners will hear a lot of these ultra-personal stories because, you know, I'm talking about thought lives, so I don't know that it gets more personal than what we think about. But I'm excited they'll hear that from my own voice and really get the glimpse of what it's like to be in my brain, I guess. The last audio book I listened to was by Caroline Leaf, and it was about the brain. So I would say when I look back at my audiobooks, a lot of brain books are in there. I love to listen to audiobooks while I do everything. I listen to books while I'm in the car. I listen to books while I'm exercising. I listen everywhere. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. It's incredible if you think about it. How can something we can't see control so much of who we are, determine what we feel and what we do and what we say or don't, dictate how we move or sleep, and inform what we want, what we hate, and what we love? Hi, I'm Robin Myers, Senior Minister of Mayflower Congregational UCC Church in Oklahoma City and retired professor of rhetoric in the philosophy department at Oklahoma City University. The idea to write this book came from my work as a parish minister, my life's work, when I realized that a lot of people sort of sheepishly pretend to believe in an old man in the sky God when really they no longer honestly believe that that there's a kind of God crisis in the church and that we need to give people alternative ways to believe in God that are non-theistic, that are not like Michelangelo's God on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. If I had to describe the recording of my audiobook, it would be demanding because reading your own words sounds like an easy thing to do, <laughs> but actually you end up putting words in and changing words around and because you think you know what you mean and what you wrote, but sometimes you don't know. So it's just a kind of intense process, but a, actually a very satisfying one. I think the word that I had the biggest trouble with was Sisyphus. <laughs> it's like pushing up that pronunciation boulder up the hill. It keeps rolling back and crushing you. Sisyphus. 
I think I'm proudest of the stories in the book. I think listeners will be drawn into the stories in a completely different way, and I hope a very powerful way. My dream narrator for the book would be, oh, I was going to say James Earl Jones. So let's see, maybe Stephen Colbert. My recipe for a good story is one that doesn't get in its own way and doesn't fill in all the blanks for the listener, leaves a little work for the listener to do, and paints a scene that draws the listener in through the empathic imagination. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. I'm a preacher. I don't often find myself at a loss for words, but there are some important things they don't teach you in seminary. Hi, this is Dr. Lee Warren. My book, On the Surface, seems like it's about brain tumors and cancer and medical disasters that happen in people's lives. But it's really about hope and how to find it when everything seems hopeless. It's really about how to find the light when things seem so dark and then how to help other people find it too. I wrote the book really because we were in a pretty desperate place in our lives after losing a son. And I'd been struggling to learn how all these years to help people who were struggling with brain tumors and other kinds of problems find something to hold on to when they were in the midst of what seemed like a hopeless situation. Narrating my audiobook actually seemed a little bit easier than I built it up to be. We had a great engineer, Tyler, and Chris was in my ear from California, and they helped me to calm down and just learn to read my story. And my wife was watching through the window as I read the book, and, and I just at some point was able to relax and understand that I could tell my story better than anybody else could read it. And so the surprising things for me really was just learning how to let you hear the reasons why I wrote this book through the tone of voice and the intonation that I had in telling my own story. I think the thing I learned the most is if you're going to put quotes at the start of your chapters, you need to know how to pronounce the names of the people who said those things. So I actually had a couple of things I had to Google to learn how to say people's names properly. Also, one of the engineers picked up that I mispronounced screeing. I said it screeing, and it's actually scrying, so I had to learn how to say that word too. I think I'm most excited to offer some people an opportunity to be able to find hope. And the thing I'm proud of is that I was able to tell my story in a way that I hope honors our family and the things we've been through and reflects well on my son, Mitch, who really was the underpinning of this last half of the book. And I wanted to honor Mitch through telling our story. Who is your dream narrator, living or dead, if you hadn't read it yourself? I think I would have to go with Denzel Washington. I love his voice. And Denzel, if you're listening out there somewhere, you can read my next book. I do listen to audiobooks every week when I work out. Um, when we're in the car, I'm almost always listening to a book. And the one that made the most impact on me recently was Anne Lamott's book, Almost Everything, Notes on Hope. She narrated herself, and it just really spoke to me how she addressed the questions that I've really grappled with in writing this book. And so I think if you haven't heard almost everything from Anne Lamott, you should definitely give it a listen. My parents did read to us a lot growing up, and I'm sure that has a lot to do with why I love reading so much. But my proudest moment about reading came a few months ago when we were all in San Antonio, and our granddaughter Scarlett loves to be read to, and all of us were sitting around in the 
living room and she was carrying a book around and she walked around looking for someone to read to her and she chose me. So when I got the honor of being able to read to Scarlett that night, that was one of my great memories of reading to someone. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. From the moment Lisa and I decided to blend our two families into one, it's been all in for all of us. The kids never called one another step-siblings. It's been a beautiful, healing experience to see God turn two hurting groups into one whole tribe. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash nextlisten.